0: Hello everyone, I'm Sophia and I'm Anan and this is the Mental Health UK podcast.
1: For this podcast series we're exploring the five ways to well-being.
0: The five ways to well-being are a set of five areas which are key to improving our mental health.
1: They're geared around the themes of social connectedness, physical activity, awareness, learning and giving.
0: On this episode of our Five Ways to Wellbeing series, we're focusing on giving, and my guests today are David Llewellyn, who is a volunteer moderator for our online platform, Click, and works for Lloyds Banking Group, and Nick Jometta, who is a mental health campaigner and motivational speaker, but also a close supporter and fundraiser for Mental Health UK. Hi both, and welcome to the Mental Health UK podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: You're welcome. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Hi oh, David. So Thank you for having me.
0: So one of the areas that improves our well-being is to give. Giving encapsulates so many different things, from showing goodwill and generosity of spirit to giving presents or giving up our time. There's so much evidence to suggest that giving back actually can help promote well-being for people of all ages, and I'm sure you two will will relate to that. And Um, doing something nice for a friend or a stranger, um, thanking someone, volunteering your time with a charity, fundraising, even doing something like becoming a member of an online community or a support group. All of these things can mean you're giving and receiving peer support in equal measure and doing something for your well-being. The key is with giving is to kind of look outwards as well as inwards and um, it, it can really it can be really interesting to see yourself linked to the wider community um, and actually that can be really rewarding and create connections with people all around you. Um, so that's a little summary of giving as one of the ways to well-being um, but now I'm gonna... Give it over to our guests. So I'm going to start with you, David. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and your connection to Mental Health UK and how you got into Click?
2: Yes, of course. Um, so yeah, so as you said at the top, uh, I work for Lloyd's Bank Group, and Mental Health UK has been their um, registered. Uh, Charity for a number of years now, so uh, part of our volunteering system is to uh, volunteer in the community, volunteer with different uh, initiatives and charities. And One of the things that came up was uh, the Click service when that first launched. So, I think I started working on that uh, probably about 12 months ago now, and it's, uh, it's it's a forum where people can go on if they um, if they're struggling themselves or if they have family members that are struggling, particularly during the COVID pandemic. And And just kind of just talk and just try and get some support from people or just you know say that they're having a bad day, and then people can go on and reassure people, can reassure, you know sign both of them to different uh, places they could go to, or even just to talk to them. I've uh, had some mental health um, experience in the past, so I'm a, I'm a mental health advocate within Lloyds as well. So it's something that I'm quite passionate about. So when I saw that was available, I thought it was definitely something I wanted to join in and uh, experience and just try and help out with. Like you said, it's it's about helping out you know, the community um, and, you know, just trying to, do, trying to do my bit, I suppose.
0: That's great. Sounds like a really nice journey for you and, and great that it's within your work community as well. And Nick, um, I wondered if you could share a little about yourself, your fundraising challenge and perhaps where the fundraising idea came from. And in fact, perhaps I should tell listeners that Nick is dressed today as a, the superhero Robin. Is that right?
1: that is correct (laughs) yeah so this is my 71st fancy dress costume so i'm a mental health campaigner and a motivational speaker as you said at the top and during the uh, first lockdown i was quite aware that colleagues were struggling with their mental health Uh, it was clear that video calls were becoming a little bit repetitive and a little bit draining for everyone and it was the time when i was homeschooling and juggling work life and i was doing my uh, weekly or daily, I should say, Joe Wick's workout with my children. And every Friday he was wearing fancy dress. And I decided to take the fancy dress I was doing my workout in and I took it to work. So I attended my first video call on that first day in a fancy dress costume. And the reaction has been mind-blowing. I jumped on that first call and my colleagues were laughing, they were smiling, we were having more informal conversations, getting to know each other better. And the fundraiser just started from there. It wasn't originally meant to be for fundraising. It was purely meant to be about creating positivity and um, creating more conversations about mental health. But I realised I'd found something that could be so much bigger. So I set myself the challenge. And um, I've been wearing fancy dress pretty much ever since. And Mental Health UK were one of the first charity partners that I chose because I've been a partner with mental health for for a few, a few years now. And you know, I just knew that it was really important to raise money for a charity that is supporting the front line, you know, supporting people all over our country with the inevitable mental health consequences of the pandemic.
0: No, that's great to hear and it's so inspiring what, you, what you've what you been doing and I'm sure you've sparked many ideas in, in other people as well to go on and do something similar. And just moving on to um, my next question, so David, I'm wondering what motivated you to give your time to volunteering?
2: Um, so, like I said, I've, I've done some volunteering in the past um, through Lloyd. So, I've, I've I've been involved with a number of different initiatives for different charities. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm a mental health advocate. So, um, one of the things that I really wanted to do, especially with the uh, pandemic, with everyone working from home, I knew that volunteering opportunities were going to be uh, different, yeah, limited, but uh, different if they were going ahead. So, one of the things that I found uh, was the Click initiative. And it was just something when I, I just thought that everyone's going through such a difficult time at the moment. I wanted to try and see if I could use um, the skills that I've picked up over the years that I've learned and um, to try and help those people um, and, and that's why I wanted to go on to the forum and just to see, okay, well, see what kind of a difference I can make, see if I can do something to help that and um, so I just kind of, I, I went on and just started interacting with the people, interacting with the members um, and just to, again, just see what, what much of a difference I could make, I suppose.
0: Mm, no, that's great. That that that's a wonderful thing to do, and I'm sure it's really rewarding to see how people communicate on the on the on the platform. And I know that click is 24/7 as well. So um, just having people interacting at all times can really combat loneliness. Um, and Nick, I guess we you kind of covered this in the last question, but I wondered, um, you know, what what motivated you to to give back to begin with, or or perhaps. Was there any particular reason you um, chose Mental Health UK and you chose to fundraise?
1: I think the pandemic created this maelstrom, this perfect storm where, you know, physical health and mental health are being so badly impacted. And broadly, I was in a fairly good place. I was fortunate I could work from home. You know, I felt, I felt like there were so many people out there giving so much that I needed to do something mm. and give back. And I wanted to help those people and those charities that help the most in need. Yeah. And for me, wearing a fancy dress costume to work every day, a lot of people have said I'm, I'm brave doing it. But I, I don't see myself as brave. I think the charities out there doing the work, you know, our retail workers, our NHS workers, they're they're the brave ones. You know, me, me rocking up as Robin on a, on a video call is neither here nor there, but it's been able to you know, boost the mental health of the people I'm interacting with, but also just raising an incredible amount of money, both for Mental Health UK, but, you know, also for other charities so that I can help. Uh, I feel like I've been able to support such a diverse group um, and audience acro- across our country, and that's just incredibly motivating.
0: Absolutely. And and Nick, um, what why do you think giving is important?
1: I think for me, you know, life isn't fair, unfortunately, and good people can be dealt... Bad, bad hands um, I think to, to David's earlier point you know we all have mental health I've been on my own uh, mental health journey and I think you know what I've learned is when we give ourselves when we give our time and when we give our energy you know we can create positive and meaningful change yeah. so many other people um, and you know my challenge I think is create hope it's inspired it's made people laugh and you know selfishly all of that stuff makes me feel good. I feel satisfied, I feel rewarded, uh, and I feel fulfilled. And so in that, in that situation, it becomes a win-win. You know, and I think in life, those, those things are quite hard to find when you win, and so does the other person. And I think, for me, giving is the perfect way in which both sides win.
0: Definitely. And that's why it's such a powerful um, one of the ways to well-being, because it, it is about our own mental health and how it makes us feel, as well as the good you're doing to others. And... Um, moving over to you, David. Um, I ha- I wondered how you feel after you've delivered a shift as a Click moderator.
2: Um, I think one of the one of the really rewarding things about working on Click is that you have so many different people with so many different um, things that they're worrying about. Like I said, whether or not they're worrying about themselves or or a family member or a friend. And I think one of the most rewarding things about when I've when I've finished a shift, when I come off and I think. You know, I've only—I I may have been on because of it. Because if it being a 24/7 forum, and um, you can go in at any time and just see who's who's posted things. And one of the things I find is that when I come off and think, okay, well, how many people have I been able to talk to? First of all, how many people have I potentially helped? I mean, I can never know if I've helped that person, but I can only hope that I have. So I think that you know, even if I'm on the the website for half an hour or three quarters of an hour or an hour at a time, however long it is i think like once i've come off that and think oh, okay how many people have i potentially helped how many people have i talked to how many people may now be feeling a bit more engaged because you know to the to, to point as well is that you know the pandemic has put everyone into you know a, a physical isolation but a lot of people who are dealing with a mental health journey ha- already have an isolation to some point you know and and, and like nick said himself you know I, i've gone through my own journey with that and i know how difficult that is and how difficult that can be and to put the pandemic where everyone is under this situation on top of that makes things even worse like i said i think you know once i've finished that shift i think well okay do i think that i've been able to help these people do, do i think there's the potential that i've been able to help these people right. and i always like to think that yes i hope i have you know i hope i've made that difference um and, and i can never know although when i come back to the website sometimes and i can see that somebody's come back and said yes actually you know that's made me feel a bit better. I've been able to sleep a bit better, and that is, you know, that is all the reward I want from it. You know, mm. I, I don't need anything more than that. If I can get that, it's fantastic. It's just something that's um, it, it's unmatched in in the reward that you can get, and to see that when you when you've done a shift and you can hope that you had that impact on someone and to see somebody has given you has given you that feedback and said yes, actually that really helped me mm. makes it completely worthwhile.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, OK, so my next question is for both of you. Um, I wanted to ask you whether you've noticed any benefits to your well-being for, for the giving that you have been involved in. I'll start off with you, Nick.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, as I said, selfishly, what I'm doing is brilliant fun. My children love it. My wife not so much because my house has turned into a fancy dress shop. But <laughs> You know, other than other than my marriage being in in, in a rocky patch, um, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> you know, my well being has been transformed. You know, as part of doing this, I still have good days and bad days because I don't think it's appropriate or realistic to suggest that I, I'm good all of the time because nobody is. But you know, when I put on the, the fancy dress, it almost makes me feel invincible. Now I know that I'm going to make people smile. I've even started to take my costumes out, out and about, so I go on the school run in them. <laughs> and I see the impact on the parents and the teachers. And you know, when I'm invited into the classroom dressed as the Easter bunny, my children only five and seven, so the kids, their imaginations are running wild. And you know, it's just a natural endorphin here. Mm. So I never expected it to be a boost for my own well-being, but it most certainly has done that for me.
0: That's so lovely to hear. And also I'm sure knowing that you're raising money for such important causes is is another huge part of that. That's very admirable. Massively, yeah, massively. And David, the same question to you.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Nick very well put it in saying about the natural endorphin hit. I think my intention anyway, doing volunteering for, for Click has always been to improve everyone else's well-being. But then like you said, selfishly, I suppose in, in, in a way, you kind of get that positive well being yourself, so it's kind of like a side effect, I suppose. Mm. So, like you get that, you get that endorphin rush. You come off, and you think, actually, I feel like I've actually done quite well, and that makes me feel that I've had a purpose, that I've had a use, I suppose, that I've been able to do something to potentially help someone. And, and like Nick said earlier, you know, you know, I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for people who are, you know, key workers, NHS workers. And I don't feel like I I compare myself in in any way to that. But if I can make some sort of small impact on it, that makes me feel a whole lot better. It just makes me feel like actually, because I always try and think of um, how did you, what did you do during this pandemic? And I wanted to have kind of a story where I actually did something good and I'm not you know, doing something as, as amazing as, as I say like the NHS workers and things are doing. But if I can do something to just have some sort of impact, then I feel like I've done, I, I've done a good job. I feel like I've done, I've helped someone. It does improve my own mood, it improves my own peace of mind. And I get the, that relaxation, I suppose, myself mm-hmm. as well, you know.
0: That's great to hear. And I completely agree with you on the on the sense of purpose. It's widely understood and believed that having a good sense of purpose can really improve our well-being and it's it's really important to feel needed and and feel that that you're helping others there's nothing selfish about the well-being benefits to you for for doing that I I'm going to start with David for this one what advice would you give listeners who want to explore giving
2: I'd say at the top of it do it definitely look into it because there's nothing but benefits for me like it helps me and it helps other people and it will help the community and like i said is that story of how did you you know what did you do during this pandemic did you do something that could potentially help someone and like i said no one would ever know if you've actually helped someone the only thing you can do is make that effort and i think for me it's yeah absolutely explore it you know if you can do something to help someone not only is it going to help that person but you're going to feel a huge sense of relief and a huge sense of meaning to yourself. And I would say, yeah, just absolutely whatever it is that you can do to try and help someone, there's nothing but positives. There is just that overwhelming sense of um, achievement and, you know, that, that sense of purpose and, and just helping those people out during what many of us is, are going through the most difficult thing that we've ever been through. Um I just say, yeah, absolutely do it. No, no hesitation. hundred percent go for it.
0: Great. I, I love your enthusiasm and I echo everything you've just said. And Nick, um, can I ask you what advice would you give to listeners who want to explore giving?
1: Absolutely. I would actually echo what David said with the just do it because, you know, we, we all have the potential to make small, a small change, a small difference, but we shouldn't underestimate how much of a positive impact that has and what the ripple effect of that is. And as you said earlier, when you have that sense of purpose, it takes no energy, particularly. You know, I find it's, I've got too much energy for this topic and I have to siphon that energy and put it somewhere else. It's it's very easy and natural when you've got a purpose. But there is a bit of subtext that I thought I'd share because when I went into this fundraiser, I very much had the mentality of just, just do it. I'm so glad I did. But I would say, For anyone thinking about giving and particularly fundraising a little bit of forethought a little bit of planning probably doesn't hurt you know i've come across having to try and source fancy dress costumes which at the start of this was not um, on my on my radar Um, and don't underestimate the work involved because this has been almost like a second job for me and like i say the energy that i've needed for that has come very naturally but you you do need to balance that off and just make sure that you're looking after yourself and I think the final thing I would say is be grateful for everything that you're achieving and look back with it and be proud of it. When I was interviewed live on national television, that was seven or eight months worth of work. But it's the proudest um, part of this whole fundraising probably of my entire life. But it's still a little bit of me niggling away saying It'd be quite nice to get there again. And I've got to you know, bring myself back down and remind myself that although this is about me it's not really about me it's about the people that i'm helping now obviously getting on national tv just amplifies your voice but whether you're on national tv or you're helping one stranger i think the the purpose and meaning you get is completely equal between those those two extremes
0: yeah no absolutely and i think it's really important to have aspirations and want to amplify your voice and take things further and Yeah, my hat goes off to you both, actually, for what you do. I thought we could just um, wrap up today's podcast with a couple of quick fire questions for you both. I thought you could be to leave on a nice, fun note um, and find out a little bit more about you. Um, I wanted you to finish off my sentence. So, David, you can go first. I relax by...
2: I relax by... Spending time with my fiance, my fiance Hannah, my dog Milo, just watching, watching a film or going out for a walk or something, the positive benefits to that are unmatched for me. For me, just watching a film together, just cuddled up on the set, with a blanket on, <laughs> you know, a bit of ice cream or something as well.
0: That sounds great. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and um, Nick, would you like to finish off this sentence for me? The best piece of well-being advice I've ever been given is
1: be intentional and to put yourself first. It's very easy when you're naturally inclined to give to give too much of yourself to other people, and it, it's a little bit cheesy, but I think it really works. You know, if the plane's going down, you've got to put your own air mask on first. And I think we all owe it to ourselves to. Be intentional about how we're going to look after our well-being not in the short or medium term but in the long term and that means creating structure habits and discipline
0: what wise words yes i can understand why that was your best piece of advice and thank you for sharing nick david i'm afraid that's all we have time for thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us today and take care and hope to see you again soon
2: yeah thank you for having me yeah it's been it's been a real pleasure it's very much enjoyed it so yeah thank you very much
0: thank
1: you very
2: much
0: nice to meet you both. nice to meet you both
1: are you feeling inspired to get involved with our five ways well-being campaign head to mentalhealth-uk.org forward slash five ways to find out more
0: If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear the rest of our Five Ways to Wellbeing series, visit mentalhealth-uk.org forward slash podcasts. Or you can find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts. And until next time. We encourage you to choose one of the five ways a day and keep on living your best possible lives.